Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant. Welcome to the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where we make getting sleep help easy. And this is a quick episode to update you on our bedtime timing failure. (laughs) Maybe not like a total failure, but recently I talked about moving our girls' bedtimes later so that we could have later summer evenings, get ready for some vacations where we will be even changing time zones and just, you know, not be so tied down to the seven o'clock hour. Well, we gave it a try and it didn't quite work very well. So I'm going to tell you all about it. Before we get too into this episode, I want to encourage you to try out the Little Z's Sleep Society for $1 for one week. The Little Z Sleep Society is the only sleep membership of its kind. I provide you with an entire sleep video library that guides you through pretty much any question you could ever have about your child's sleep and how it changes. We actually give you the exact roadmap of how to keep making changes when your child grows. I walk you through nap transitions. We talk about travel. We talk about environment changes, adding siblings into the family and the list goes on and on. My favorite section is the SOS. What do you do when dot, dot, dot. So often people ask me what would Becca do in a specific kind of emergency sleep situation. And I have an entire library section that I tell you exactly what I would do. We not only have our library of videos, but we also have our incredible Facebook group where parents from all over the world are chatting together to encourage and share their experiences. I'm so excited for you to give this a try. Just scroll down in the show notes here in the podcast, try it out for $1 for one week and come join us inside. All right, so let's talk about how I moved the girls bedtime later and why this was not a good idea. So our girls are currently five and six years old, Ellie and Hattie. They are five and six years old. And wait, I just said Ellie and Hattie, but then I said their ages backwards. So Ellie is six and Hattie is five in case there was confusion. Um, They have been going to bed at seven o'clock or 730 for years now. I mean, minus any nap transition times, they have always had a seven o'clock bedtime until last year when we decided at the end of 2020 to move their bedtime to 730. So we can, again, have a little bit more freedom in our evenings. They also, as they grow older, again, five and six years old, they don't really need a full 12 hours of sleep. Now, some kids will still sleep 12 hours through the night, but they average more on like the 11 to 11 and a half hours of sleep. So Chad and I considered with our summer coming up, we're going to New Mexico, we're going to the beach, we have some other little weekend trips planned, plus it's summer, so it's supposed to be you know fun childhood memory evenings. Hey, why don't we move their bedtime to 8 p.m.? They're doing a 7.30, let's move them to 8 p.m. That way we could maybe get on like an 8 to 7.30 schedule. Now they both stay in their room until 7 a.m. So I mentioned that they get about 11 to 11 and a half hours of sleep, but we give them about 30 to 15 minutes of what we call star time because they have lamps that have stars on them. So they can turn the lamps on when their clock has a yellow light, which means it's almost morning. They uh, can turn on their light and they can play and read in their room until it's actually time to come out of their room. The clock turns green and they can come out. So we actually have them in their room for 12 hours, which is glorious. And sometimes Hattie, my youngest, actually will sleep the entire 12 hours. So here's the thing. We decided to move their bedtime a little bit at a time and eventually get to eight o'clock. So over about a two week span, we moved from 730 to then 745. 
and then to eight o'clock. Do you know what happened? They woke up earlier. No one slept in. They woke up earlier. And after multiple days of going to sleep at eight o'clock and waking up in the fives, we realized this is not a good fit for us right now, especially while they are in school. I'm so thankful that we have in-person school where we are for them and they've gone all year. And that's a big chunk of a difference. They had been sleeping anywhere between 6.30 and 7 a.m. And now they're waking up between like 5.30 and 6 because we push their bedtime later. Not a good thing. And that is probably the biggest reason and the biggest indicator that you'll know this is not a good idea. You should not move your child's bedtime later if they consistently wake up early. Now, hear me out on this. You may choose, just like we did, to experiment with 15-minute increments. So we did about a week of a 7.30 bedtime. I'm sorry, we did about a week of a 7.45 bedtime coming from a 7.30. So we did 7.45 for like a week. And that was actually completely fine. They slept normal time. We were all good. But there was something about that additional 15 minutes of wake time when we did an eight o'clock bedtime that they woke up earlier. And this is what I think is so crazy about sleep. You can push things by 15 minutes and one 15 increment is fine, but the next one could be horrific for everyone's sleep. So you do have to really watch out and just be careful that you aren't moving things too quickly and don't be too hasty to move it just because this one increment worked well, let's immediately shift to the next. So if you are trying to push your child's bedtime to enjoy a later summer, try it out in 15 minute increments. Don't push to 30 minutes and don't push to an extra hour of wake time. Just trust me, go week by week with 15 minute increments and see how your mornings turn out. We are probably going to settle into a 745 bedtime for them and then um, still allow 7 a.m. to be the get up time when they are out of school. And I feel like we have a little bit more freedom. We don't have to get up and go, go, go. We may consider revisiting the eight o'clock time, but honestly, I'm not thinking about that anytime soon. Because not only did they wake up early, we know what happens when they wake up early. Even if they didn't come out of their room, they were awake in the fives to like, you know, latest was 6 a.m. And then they're awake all day. And we had to eventually compensate by getting them back to bed sometimes at 6.45 p.m. So they could catch up because they were crank buckets. And it is not fun to be around a cranky preschooler or a cranky school age kid. So we ended up like just doing a few nights of about a 6.45 bedtime to get them acclimated back to their schedule. And once they, we realized it was probably just like two to three nights of doing a really early bedtime, once they got back on track, then we went back to 7.30. This is something you can absolutely do. If your kid knows how to sleep well and independently, you can absolutely manipulate their bedtimes to figure out what is the right time for them. So we'll see. I'll keep you updated. We're for now going to stick with 7.30 because they're still in school. We're considering when it is the summertime, maybe try 7.45 to 8 o'clock. But for now, even though we know 745 was okay, we're going to stick with our 730. That way they get, you know, the most sleep possible while they're still in school. And then we'll play around with it and figure out where we go from there. So anyways, I hope this was helpful. Kind of gave you some tips and tricks to try and know that, hey, it may not work, but we can always give it a shot. All right. Sweet dreams. See you next time.